0: This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Lightpoint Portfolio Solutions. Does your organization's retirement plan reflect your faith values? With 25 years of experience in biblically responsible investing, Lightpoint Portfolios offers turnkey faith-based qualified retirement plans for businesses, nonprofits, and churches. Lightpoint Portfolios seeks out family and faith-friendly investments for 401k and 403b plans, integrating faith values and fiduciary duty. Learn more at lightpointportfolios.com.
1: It's a question more and more listeners are asking these days. How do I align my investments with my Christian values? I am Rob West. The faith based investing movement is turning heads in the financial industry as a growing number of believers get involved. Today I'll talk with Cassie and Rick Lehman about the early days of the movement. Then it's on to your calls at 800 525 7000. That's 800 525 7000. This is Faith and Finance biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, our guests, Cassie and Rick Layman with Lightpoint Portfolios, were pioneers in the faith-based investing movement. Uh, they recently celebrated 25 years of helping believers invest in God's kingdom. Cassie, Rick, great to have you with us.
2: Thanks, Rob. We're super excited to be
1: here.
0: Yes, thank you for having us.
1: We'll talk about how folks can get involved with faith-based investing today. But first, Cassie and Rick, I'd love to hear the story about how you got involved and the impact that even had on your relationship.
2: Yeah. So, Rob, I was first introduced to faith-based investing by Art Alley, whom we all know as the founder of the Timothy Plan. Yeah. I'd uh, run into art in 1998, believe it or not, at a Promise Keepers convention over in St. Mm-hmm. Petersburg. Okay. And we got to talking, and he very directly asked me, he said, Rick, do you know what you're investing your client's money in? And, of course, I didn't. I had no response for him, and really I didn't know what he was talking about. And, uh frankly, as a newly recommitted Christian, I had no idea what the Bible had to say about money in those early years, nor did I really understand the implications of stock ownership. And as it would have it, I ran into art yet again a few (laughs) months later at an industry event, and he looked me straight in the eye and asked me that very same question. And it was then and there that I knew that I better have an answer. Mm. So... I began on my journey with faith-based investing, and after about six months of uh, doing some investigation, I prayerfully committed to uh, making faith-based investing the focus of our practice. And mm-hmm. then
0: if you really fast forward a few years later, Rick and I met at an industry conference also, and at that time, you know, I had grown up in the church, but I had been away from the church for about 20 years. And, you know, Rick kept talking to me about biblically responsible investing and, you know, how God wants to, us to invest our money. And, and honestly, I was pretty skeptical. I wasn't that interested, but um, he was enthusiastic and he was very persistent about, you know, I really needed to learn about this. And I'm so grateful that he was. Because of this, you know, I started going back to church and reading the Bible and uh, ultimately recommitting my life to Christ. And so uh, in the end, I also married Rick, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) so it was a pretty impactful experience. And uh, a couple of years after that, I wrote about that experience and how we look at faith-based investing in in a book where I share my story called, I Found Jesus in the Stock Market.
2: Rob, we call that our marriage and acquisition (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. Who knew, right? Oh, that's incredible. What a story. Well, uh, how have you all seen since the very early days this movement grow and change over the years? Because I know God has been moving in your company and this whole industry is flourishing.
2: Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, So when I first got started, there were literally fewer than a half dozen funds to choose from. Yeah. And of course, that made building a well-rounded portfolio very challenging. And thankfully, today, there are several dozen fund companies out there offering quality uh, faith-based investing options and individual uh, stock and bond portfolios. And so in terms of how God was moving uh, in our company, and in my heart in particular, um, as our conviction grew over the years, We determined in, uh, I believe it was 2000, that this would be the only way that we would serve our clients, and that is by investing in God-honoring investments.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Well, we've got a lot more to unpack here after the break. We're going to talk about Lightpoint Portfolio Solutions and how they help believers align their investments with Christian values. We'll also talk about perhaps the future of faith-based investing. Where is it all heading and what opportunities exist for you to align your values with your investments? I'm joined today by Cassie and Rick Lehman with Lightpoint Portfolios, an underwriter of this program, back with more on faith-based Investing just around the corner. Stay with us. Much more to come.
3: We are grateful for support from Lightpoint Portfolios, which seeks out
2: family and faith-friendly investments for 401K and 403B plans, integrating faith values and fiduciary duty. Lightpoint Portfolios offers retirement plans for a variety of organizations such as businesses, nonprofits, and churches. And we're grateful for their sponsorship of the Faith and Finance Program. More information is available at lightpointportfolios.com.
1: Absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, you can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox each week absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. Nearly 60,000 people receive our free Weekly Wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free Faith by account by going to faithby.com and click sign up to begin receiving Weekly Wisdom in your inbox. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host. Joining me today, Cassie and Rick Lehman with Lightpoint Portfolios, an underwriter of this program. Just before the break, they were talking to us about some of the early days of faith-based investing and their journey in it. Uh, I'd love to know, Cassie, a little bit about Lightpoint Portfolio Solutions and specifically how you help believers align their investments with their Christian values.
0: Sure. Well, as you can imagine in the beginning, when Rick was putting together these portfolios, we just used them with our own clients. But as you know, in Kingdom Advisors, uh, there used to be a group that was specifically dedicated to biblically responsible investing. And both and Rick and I served as leaders of that group for a number of years. And during those times, we realized that there was this great need from advisors to have fully managed faith-based portfolios. So um, a lot of times it's hard for individual advisors to do this on their own. They don't have the resources, they don't have the time. And so what they said was, wow, what if there were some portfolios that were already put together and I could just use those those portfolios? And so Rickerly had the vision that this is a way that we could help other advisors to do faith-based investing. So we hired our chief investment officer, Hillary Sunderland. We now have a whole investment team. And we really thought that, you know, bringing these portfolios to other advisors was a way of igniting a movement of faith-based investing. So, you know, as a company, we feel like every Christian should be given the opportunity to invest this way. And I can explain, you know, kind of what our perspective is on screening, but, but in the end, it's aligning your you know, finances with biblical principles. And so this was a way for us to not only do this with our own clients, but also with other advisors who could then use these portfolios with their clients.
1: And it's exciting to see how it is spreading across the financial services industry as more and more advisors bring this into their practices so they can serve their clients based on their clients' convictions and the alignment of investments, the deployment of capital with their deeply held values and priorities as believers. Uh, So, Rick, let's pick up there then. What suggestions do you have for investors, perhaps those in our listening audience today, who are concerned that they might be investing in things that are misaligned with their Christian values?
2: So the first thing I would say is it's very important to know what you own inside of your portfolio. And so I would suggest that if they share in these concerns, that they ask their advisor if they have the tools to screen uh, those current portfolio holdings so they will know exactly what they own. If not they can contact us and our team would be happy to provide a comprehensive screening audit uh, using the four database providers that we subscribe to.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's great. And Cassie, perhaps just leaning into that a bit more, when we talk about an audit of a portfolio, what does that actually look like to do this type of screening that might interest a Christian investor?
0: Yeah, so as Rick talks about knowing what you own, it's something that a lot of individuals don't think about. I certainly didn't think about it, uh, even as an advisor, was what you invest in, you are saying, oh, I want this to do Better. I want it to grow. I want to make money from this. So sometimes investors are surprised that they may be investing in things like abortion, pornography, adult entertainment, or uh, addictions like alcohol, tobacco, and gambling, things that um, are harmful to people. And this is surprising. It's because they've never thought about it before. So when we look at this type of a portfolio audit, we are saying, let's look at the kind of business practices you're invested in and a lot of times people will say hey is there is there a better way and that's when we start to talk about things like positive impact about you know companies that are curing diseases they have great uh, services and products they take good care of their employees they're making the world safer we like mm. to think about it in terms of human flourishing so it's really starting with that first audit that uh opens someone's eyes to say this is where my money is now, but I'd like to learn about a better way.
1: Yeah, and that's really exciting. Obviously, this whole space is continuing to grow and develop. So, Cassie, as you look to the future, what gives you hope as you look at the faith-based investing movement and perhaps the opportunities that exist down the road?
0: I think the thing that I am most excited about, Rob, is really the work that Kingdom Advisors is doing around uh, highlighting faith-based investing, about educating advisors, mm. well, and also the work that you're doing at FaithFi to educate your listeners about what it means to align, you know, biblical values with their finances. So you know, the word is getting out, and people are starting to understand this, and we're really building a movement. And so, you know, in terms of opportunities for the future, uh, as more clients are asking for solutions more fund companies and money managers are creating those new solutions. And I just want to put in a little plug that if you have not had this conversation with your financial advisor, sometimes they don't even know that it's important to you as an investor. So I really want to encourage you to have those conversations. And um, one other great opportunity in this space is really in The retirement plan space. So uh, in the last few years, we created the Kingdom K for business owners and the Kingdom B for nonprofits and churches, which are retirement plans. And this gives individuals more of an opportunity to align their investments with biblical values in their employer plans.
1: Yeah, and that's a great new addition to this space. Cassie and Rick, obviously one of the questions that comes up on the part of investors when they hear about this is, wow, I'm excited to align my values with my investments. Does that automatically mean I have to sacrifice returns? What would you all say to that?
2: I would say absolutely not, Uh, certainly in the long term. In the short term, there could be some variability in returns. But over a uh, time horizon or five years or more uh, experience of 25 years and many studies also show that there's no uh, appreciable difference in performance between a faith based portfolio and a non screen portfolio.
1: Yeah, that's really helpful. And then, Cassie, for someone who's in a retirement plan at work, uh, what should they look for if they're wanting to incorporate these types of options? Are you seeing uh, these faith-based investing funds being added to traditional retirement plans?
0: Yes, that's, that has happened. And so one of the things that they can do is go to what, if it's human resources or whoever's in charge of their retirement plan and share this with them and let them know that this is a request that they have. So the individual funds can be added to the plan or the way that we do it, we uh, put in our entire faith-based portfolios into the plan. And sometimes it's just a matter of asking them, you know, they can have a conversation with us. To say, you know, is this a change that would make sense? You know, if you have a Christian nonprofit or a church or a Christian business owner, it makes a lot of sense to offer this to your employees because it's just aligning your values in all aspects of your life.
1: Yeah, that's really exciting. Well, Cassie, Rick, how can listeners learn more about faith-based investing?
0: Well, we'd love them to stop by our website at lightpointportfoliosolutions.com and they can learn more about all the things that we talked about today.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you both for stopping by and sharing your story, but also some of the exciting developments in this space. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much, Rob. Certainly been a pleasure. That's Cassie and Rick Lehman with Lightpoint Portfolios. Again, you can learn more at lightpointportfoliosolutions.com. Your calls are next, 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. Stick around. As the leading advocate for the Christian financial industry, Kingdom Advisors serves the public by promoting the integration of a biblical worldview across every aspect of the financial services industry. And we serve a growing network of thousands of Christian financial professionals, equipping and empowering them to carry biblical financial wisdom to their clients, peers, and community. For more information, visit KingdomAdvisors.com. That's KingdomAdvisors.com. Hey, Greg, I need some advice. Oh, what's up?
3: I'm really struggling with finding ways to cut back. With costs going up, especially
1: in healthcare, what do you guys do? Oh, uh, we use CHM, Christian Healthcare Ministries. It's a health cost sharing ministry that's been sharing members' eligible medical bills for over 40 years. Sure helped us stick to our budget.
3: Hmm. Uh,
1: here's the website chministries.org. C-A- C-H-ministries.org. Welcome back. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls today, 800 525 7000. That's 800 525 7000. All right, to Cleveland. Hey, Mike, how can we help you, sir?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, thanks for having me on, Rob. Love your show. Uh, just had a quick question. Uh, so, my wife and I we were given an opportunity to buy my deceased grandmother's home. And, uh, you know, we're kind of excited about the opportunity. But it'd be a rent-to-own situation uh, through my aunts and uncles uh, who own the home. And we're just not sure if we should move forward with it. Uh, We're not too familiar with a rent-to-own playbook. (laughs) So just wanted to give you your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. Um, Why not just buy it outright? Why the rent-to-own?
3: Well, uh, we don't have that much money Uh, in the bank, I mean, we've got maybe 13,000 saved, uh, the house it'd be well for the rent to own. It'd be 160,000 over a 10 year period. And, uh, through crunching the numbers, it's essentially our rental payment, uh, at our uh, unit right now. But, um, yeah, just not sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So they would keep the ownership of it. You would be the renter. Uh, Would you be paying a premium over what this would normally run? I mean, I I realize this is family, so that may not be the case. And why I'm asking is uh, a lot of times Mm -hmm. uh, in a rent to own situation, you're paying higher than the normal market rates, could be 10 to 15% higher in some cases. Do you have a good read on that? Mm -hmm.
3: Uh, it seems like it's going to be uh, a good price uh, from what I understand. Uh, you know, we know that the roof was recently done and some other repairs were recently done within the kitchen. So it seems like it's at market value or maybe even a little bit less. So it looks like okay. maybe they'd be doing us an offer or a, a good deal. But just not so sure about how ownership works under a rent to own and
1: if yeah. it's. Uh, Well, normally, and and this is a little different with it being a family situation, I advise against it. I mean, one of the major downsides is that you sign a lease that obligates you to buy the property at the end of the lease, no matter what. And if you can't afford to buy it, uh, the legal requirement to buy it could land you in legal or financial hot water. So I would just make sure you really understand what you're getting into. Uh, There's also no guarantee that you'll ultimately qualify for a mortgage at the end of the lease agreement. Um, So you just have to understand that. And then if, you know, somebody were to uh, get foreclosed on, uh, so if the owner defaulted on the mortgage and the home is foreclosed on before you bought it, you could be forced to leave. And so there's just some potential problems. Every contract is different. uh, And so you've just got to look at, you know, what are you obligating yourself to? Um, And there's usually a a fee in there. Usually 1% of the purchase price would be, you know, that fee to have this option. But if you, you know, have a real estate attorney look over the contract. Again, given that this is a family situation, it could be a real blessing for you guys because if this is the place you know you ultimately want to live and you have the ability to kind of, you know, rent at true market rates uh, and have that applied toward your purchase, um, which allows you to get into a property sooner than you would have otherwise been able to because you all haven't saved up enough, then, you know, this could be a real blessing for you. I would just have, um, you know, a real estate. State attorney look over this for you. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. great. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't have someone, you could, you know, contact a certified kingdom advisor in your area, or maybe contact your church and just ask for a, a godly real estate attorney, just as so somebody who can look over the contract for you, help or, or draft it for you and the family members, uh, just so you guys have something in writing that's real clear about how things are going to be handled moving forward. Uh, thanks for your call, Mike. Quickly to West Palm. Go ahead.
3: Hi, um I just wanted to find out how I could help my mother. She had a um 401k, she had to move it to a self-directed fund um with her bank. And yeah. I'm not sure how to invest that for her to get the most out of her money. She is 60, I'm um, still working. i um, yeah. not too much debt, um just kind of rent and um car insurance, just minor things. So I'm not sure exactly what kind of stocks or funds sure. to um, invest in it for her um, to get the most out of her money to kind of yeah, let her be okay sense. by the time retirement hits.
1: How much does she have in that 401k?
3: Um, there's two different ones. There's a traditional that has about a little over 5000 and the Roth has about 30, uh, 36000
1: about 36. So about 41 or so between the two. Um, where I would go, Gigi, is our friends at soundmindinvesting.org. Soundmindinvesting.org. Um, through the soundmindinvesting newsletter, that would give you all the information you need uh, to pick some high quality mutual funds that are appropriate for her age at age 60 and her risk tolerance that allows you to see some growth over this, but not have too much volatility just so you're not kind of left on your own to pick those investments. SoundMindInvesting.org, that'd be a great place to go. If you have further questions, don't hesitate to give us a call. Uh, let's head to Chicago. Sonia, you're next on the program. Go ahead.
3: I have a living trust, and before the living trust, I had designated individual beneficiaries for my IRAs, 401K, and pension. And again, then I I switched it to uh, a living trust, a title on it. Now I'm hearing that that was not the best thing to do because there may be tax problems for the beneficiaries that are in the trust.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm not um, sure why it would be different uh, from a tax standpoint uh, if it's in the trust versus through a beneficiary, but um, that's a good question. So what I would do, do you normally prepare your taxes or do you have a CPA that does that?
3: I do not have a CPA. Sometimes I do it myself or sometimes I'll go to some type of organization that would do it for me.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, both of them are going to ensure that the, the assets get to the appropriate person, whether it's through the the trust and the trustee distributing those assets versus Uh, a beneficiary designation, but, um, you know, I would check with a CPA just on the tax treatment of that because there's so many, you know, the, the law is constantly changing with regard to, you know, how those IRAs get distributed and over what time period, depending on the age of the person the, that that um, you know it has passed away, and when it was set up, and uh, you know how long they have to distribute the money, whether they're a spouse or a non-spouse. So, uh, I would check with a tax preparer just on the the pieces and parts of that to determine you know which is going to give you the most favorable tax treatment and and how you should set that up. I, I unfortunately can't wouldn't be able to tell you that just without knowing a lot more information. So I'd probably connect with a CPA um, and maybe you just pay for the, a, a couple of hours of their time for a, a visit just to kind of walk through everything. You could do the same thing with an estate planning attorney who could help you navigate that as well. Maybe the person who set up the trust who you already have a relationship with. But I'd get some counsel on that just to make sure that you know the very best way to do that, and that way you will be well-planned. So I'm sorry I can't give you the the final information on that, but I do think you have a great question, and, and I would get some, some counsel on that. We appreciate you checking with us. I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.